0: Open our ears, O Lord, to hear your word and know your voice. Speak to our hearts and strengthen our wills, that we may serve you today, now and always. Amen. Please take a seat. Well, this week has seen a certain football match happen, and tonight we see another football match happening. Hands up anybody who might be watching the football match tonight or so? Yes, a number of you. And um, it's, it's going to be a, a big occasion. And I'm not a great football fan, I might well uh, look at a little bit of it as we go through it, but it's easy to get caught up in the emotion and what you see there on the TV. And perhaps it's too easy to forget all the work that goes on in the background in order to help people hone their skills, in order to uh, get the uh, set pieces correct, in order for the team to do as well as possible. And I find that interesting because um, we've been looking over Mark and ch- chapters from uh, one to five over the last good number of Sundays and in a sense it's it what it's an account of Jesus undertaking a training session just like the English football team will be doing to hone the skills and help them learn the skills needed to be disciples of him it's like a Jesus training scheme where he encourages people to ask questions he teaches people. He shows them core lessons of uh, how the kingdom of God is to be. And just before we hear of the passage in Mark, we hear Jesus sending his disciples out uh, with the authority to uh, go and preach the good news and to heal the sick. It's a real hands-on type of training that we hear. And it's all about being a disciple. And in that light, I'd like us to treat today's passage, gospel passage of a horrible passage of John the Baptist dying in the same light. Of what can we possibly learn about following Jesus from this? I want to uh, talk about three points. First of all, Jesus means, following Jesus means being faithful. Following Jesus means paying attention to truth. And following Jesus means letting your life speak. So first point, following Jesus means being faithful. So we hear about John. Just a reminder about John. He was the son of Zechariah. He was a priest and married to Elizabeth. He was born in the hill country of Judah. His birth being foretold by an angel. And he spent his early years in the wilderness uh, of Judea, from which he then emerged with an amazing ministry. He had a vocation to tell of the imminent arrival of the Messiah, of Jesus, and to tell everybody to get ready for the new kingdom coming. And as a result, he was there to urge people to repent. In order to help people with a sign, he baptised people. His baptism was of repentance so that people can turn away from their sin and be ready for Jesus. And for me, if I, I don't know how you imagine John, but for me I imagine him as a, a straightforward speaker. He calls a spade a spade. Uh, for some reason i don't know why i've got him as an, a yorkshireman in my head that he will actually say oh that's what it's like and um, because he's in the vocation, because he's in the business of telling people to get ready for jesus and telling people to repent of their sins it's no wonder that he gets into trouble with herod because he hears that herod is married uh, his brother's Uh, wife uh, Herodias and according to uh, the Jewish uh, laws he's basically committing incest so he's calling Herod out uh, is part of his vocation you're not doing something right you you yourself Herod need to get ready for the King of Kings for the Messiah and as a result of being faithful to his calling he got into trouble he got bound and put into prison. But yet, even in prison, we hear him being faithful to his calling. We hear him talking to Herod, continuing to remind him of the things of God. He got another consequence, though, and that was that he'd made an enemy of Herodos, Um, And as a result of that, he got him killed but it talks to me about faithfulness and it challenges me about are we prepared to be faithful how faithful are we meant uh, are we prepared to be certainly I don't think it's a, 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 an accident that mark places this passage just after he sends out his disciples to go into the world um, They've experienced so many highs. They've experienced so and seen so many amazing things. But perhaps it's been placed there to remind us that actually the way of discipleship can be hard. There can be suffering, which can lead ultimately to death. I wonder where God is, on how God is calling you to be faithful today. What circumstances are you uh, finding which perhaps are quite hard? The difference between John and now, I suppose, is that we are part, each one of us, are part of a member of the body of Christ. We have each other to support us in our sufferings, in our difficulties. And I would suggest that if you find yourself in a hard position because of your faith, you're wanting to be faithful, but you need support Please ask, because that's what the church is for. Please ask Ruth or or Heather for support too. The second point, following Jesus means paying attention to truth. Now, Herod, he was probably quite a successful Roman uh, leader. And he had lots of voices that he could choose to, um, to hear. There was probably lots of voices clamoring for his attention. But he 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 one of those voices was John and he chose to listen to John. He had John put into prison, but we've told that Herod listened to what John was saying and that greatly greatly perplexed him. John obviously was challenging uh, Herod in what he was doing. But what had Herod done? He'd got John, who was telling the Word of God, who was meant to be free, and he confined John. He'd put them in, he'd put him in jail. He'd bound him, he'd confined him, he contained him. And that got me thinking to think about how much perhaps we do the same, perhaps with God's word, to perhaps control God's word, domesticate God's word, put it in a place which seems quite safe and not allowing it to have the full effect. Because that's what Herod was doing. He was listening and almost hearing the word, but leaving it back in John's prison cell and walked away. I wonder whether we do that with God's word. And it challenged me See, even this week, this week uh, we heard a cry over the fence um, and our elderly neighbor had fallen outside and, as you do, leapt over the fence and went to assistance and called the ambulance. The ambulance couldn't be there for three hours. We told us to take her to the A&E and there was three of us and we looked at each other and there was this discussion, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. and we all looked at each other and it was at that point when it was, well actually what does your faith here say, there is somebody in here in need what are you going to do and suffice to say one of us took her to hospital the rubber hit the road the word had to speak and we had to do something with it Herod, despite him hearing the word perhaps because that he treated it like any other word for him it didn't change his direction and his life. And in contemporary society we hear of one word and one message being valid and the same as another message and another word. The big word is relativism it's called. That what you say is good but actually, what I say is just as good. And the thing with Herod is because he probably left uh, his, the word in 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 jail because it didn't really give him the direction that it needed. What happened was that he, when he was in a party, enjoyed himself. He started to let his own thoughts lead his way. He starts to exploit almost Herodias daughter he starts to make big promises and those big promises his word goes uh, and and has has the last say in fact his word was so powerful that it it enabled Herodias to then breathe a murdering uh, wanting a, a murdering promise fulfilled which created John's death the result was that as a result of him hearing so many different voices, not prioritizing that word of John, that it had devastating effects. And for me, again, it, it just challenges me in terms of how much I'm prioritizing the word of God, the word that I hear from God in my life. And I don't know about you, but sometimes in life I get so busy And I can put other priorities in front of the word of God. And sometimes I need to be still and actually make time and create time so that the word of God can actually filter in and make a difference. And as I reflect about the opportunities I have, we all have opportunities from from day to day and week to week to happen. Spend time in God's word, whether that's individually or whether that is throughout the week when we have opportunities for morning prayer, we have opportunities for Wednesday wanderings, we have opportunities for Thursday communion and on Sundays, all opportunities to continually allow the word of God to come and seep into our hearts and minds in order to make a difference. The challenge is, are we going to and how are we going to allow that word of God to filter into our minds and hearts so it does make a difference? And the third point following Jesus means letting your whole life speak. What's this about? Well, Herodotus thought that she'd got rid of John by killing him. And uh, unfortunately, his life continued to speak after he had gone because when jesus came on the scene what was being said that it was john come back to life again john had a legacy john had made such an impact that it was continued to impact people's worlds john continued to point the way to jesus even though he was dead And when you look at what we have in terms of the similarities between John's death and Jesus' death, there's lots and lots of similarities there. Even the fact that John ultimately was put into a tomb. Who else was put into a tomb? Jesus. The differences are, John, he stayed in a tomb. But Jesus, he rose again. From the dead and he proved himself to be the living word. There's a difference. John was saying you need to look at this person because he is the resurrection and the life. So question is what do we want to be known for in our lives? How are our lives showing Jesus and pointing other people to Jesus as we live our lives? And what's more, how do we want our church to mirror Jesus and be known for Jesus in the community? And it's something that perhaps we need to think about. How are we pointing the way to the hope that we have? So a different way of looking at that passage this morning of John the Baptist, that Baptist, trying uh, and showing the way to Christ. And we've explored that following Jesus means being faithful. Following Jesus means paying attention to truth. And following Jesus means letting your whole life speak. And as perhaps we uh, watch the TV tonight and we get embroiled in the game, perhaps we also might think about how we too can fly the flag for jesus wear his team colors so that we can be even more effective disciples for him amen